practice, check out Matto.com or call us at 1-800-258-0060. What happens when a patient asks you a really difficult question to answer? A question like, why didn't my last dentist tell me I needed this? Or maybe, why didn't this tooth hurt until you did the filling? Well, we're going to be talking about that and much more on today's episode of the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. I'll even give you some good answers to those questions. Why the heck not? So let's get down to it. I'm Dr. Richard Maddo, co-founder of the Matter Center for Dental Practice Success. And thanks again for being with me today on the Dental Practice Fixers podcast. If you have any questions for us, you can just send them to info, I-N-F-O, at Matto, M-A-D-O-W.com. I personally answer every question. And if you don't believe me, I'll give you my personal email address. It's rich, R-I-C-H, at Matto.com, M-A-D-O-W.com. So let's get down to it. If you are a regular listener, of the dental practice fixers, you know that I always recommend Stacks, S-T-A-X, for your credit card processing. We use them at the Matto Center because they don't charge that nasty overage percentage, just a low, flat monthly fee. Well, I just want to congratulate our friends at Stacks. We have an incredible relationship with them. Um, not only, again, do we love them at the Matto Center, but we've recommended them to thousands of dental practices across the country. And they just became what's called a unicorn. They have a, um, a valuation of over a billion dollars. So their growth has been phenomenal. And the reason they've been able to do it is because they provide an incredible service for a really low and fair and predictable price. And businesses, including dental practices all over the U.S., love using Stacks for their credit card processing. You want to find out more, just go to matto.com slash save. M-A-D-O-W.com slash S-A-V-E. Okay, one more quick and really important announcement. Then we'll talk about how to answer those slimy questions. Actually, they're not slimy. They're good questions that our patients tend to ask. But um, I'm going to be doing a seminar open to the public. Now, usually when I speak, um, it's for a dental association or you know, a group of the AGD or something like that, and it's a closed meeting, so most people don't have access to it. Well, we're going to be doing a seminar that's open to the general public on April 29th, 2022. That's a Friday. It will be in Orlando, Florida, a place everybody loves to visit. And I'll be talking about six steps to total practice success. Again, it's open to all dentists and team members. I'll be the speaker the entire day. Uh, Orlando, Florida, April 29th, six steps to total practice success. We've priced it incredibly low so any dentist can come and afford to bring their whole team because we want to see you there. I'd love to meet you and say hello. You want to find out more, just go to matto.com slash live. It's M-A-D-O-W.com slash L-I-V-E. I will see you in Orlando, April 29th. I am psyched. All right, so let's talk about this topic. Um, a patient asks you a question, it's not necessarily a bad question. It might be an annoying question, but it's up to us when a, a patient asks a question like, why did my last dentist tell me I needed this to come up with a good answer, an answer that satisfies the patient, gives them a good, a correct answer that's that's factual and you know correct and all those good things, but also makes them comfortable 
and leads them towards treatment. Now, you've probably heard me talk a million times about calibrating your practice, which is where you get together the entire team, you make your list of frequently asked questions, you brainstorm the best answers to them, and you refine, refine, refine. Your answer should be in totally patient-friendly terms, not dental lingo. It should be concise. It should be positive. It should answer them and lead them towards what you want them to do, scheduling, getting the treatment done, paying their bill, whatever it is. So that's how you do it. When you do that, we say that your practice is calibrated. But a bunch of people wrote in and said, hey, can you give me some examples of how to answer a question like, why did my last dentist tell me I needed this? This is a really tough one. Um, we hear this a lot from young dentists who have recently purchased a practice or overtaken a practice of maybe a retiring dentist, and maybe they are doing a more thorough exam and diagnosis and maybe being a little more confident in their treatment recommendations, which is all good. But when that happens, you're bound to hear, why didn't my last dentist tell me I needed this? I just, when I was in a year ago, I didn't have any cavities. Now they're telling me I need two crowns and an implant. What's going on? And they, they think that you're a ripoff artist. And we certainly see it all the time in the perio department if you've decided, and hopefully you will, that you're going to do a much better job with your perio diagnosis and presentation where you're going to hear something like, you know, why didn't my last dentist tell me I needed this? So it's really important to have a great answer to this question. Now, again, I highly recommend that in your practice, you do your own calibration, meaning you write down these questions, pick one or two for the first meeting, go around, everybody contributes, brainstorm the best answers, memorize them, not so you spit them out like a robot, but so your practice is calibrated and everybody gives the same answers. And then what do you do? Practice, practice, practice. You know the old question, how do I get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, man, practice. What's the same thing here? How do we get our practice calibrated? Well, double practice. Practice, man, practice. So let's do it. But I'll just give you some examples. And again, these are mine. Yours might not flow exactly this way. But just for starters, to give you some ideas, a patient comes in and says, why didn't my last dentist tell me I needed this? Now, I wouldn't be telling my job if I didn't recommend um, that first never say anything bad about the previous dentist. It, it, they could have been the worst dentist in the world, didn't own a perio probe, couldn't see and didn't use loops, you know, whatever. We've seen it all. I've been doing this for a while, well over 30 years. So I feel like I've seen it all, heard it all. Um, you probably have too. You've seen some work that you wouldn't do when your worst enemy's pet rat or the rat for that, for that example. But um, in any case, it's never good to throw another dentist under the bus because look, that dentist might not have been competent or up to your standards, but there's a good chance that this patient loved their old dentist. And if you start insulting the old dentist and accusing them of being a poor dentist or a poor diagnostician, it's going to make you look bad. Like you're trying to prove something, um, you know, make, make it seem like that other dentist didn't know what they were doing. Well, don't do it. It's never good to knock another dentist. It's not good for the profession either. So uh, my general rule is, and you know, even if that patient comes in and says, oh, my last dentist was horrible, don't join that conversation. Just say, well, you know, I'm sorry to hear that you weren't happy there, but whatever. Don't start saying anything bad about another dentist. It just always goes backwards. So along the same lines, when a patient asks us this question, why did my last dentist tell me I needed this? It's always good to frame it from the circumstance of you weren't there, 
You don't know what was going on at that visit. And that's absolutely true. And you know what? Look, maybe they're saying their last dental visit was nine months ago and it was nine years ago. You know, time flies. So sometimes people just don't realize what's going on. They're, they're bad um, historians. They're not telling the truth. Who knows what? Don't knock the last dentist. Just say something like, I don't know what the circumstances were when you saw your previous dentist, but I can definitely tell you that our examination today shows the need for a crown and we need to get it taken care of as soon as possible. See that? It's brief. It's concise. It's confident. You're not throwing anyone under the bus. I don't know what's going on there last time because you don't. So let's be honest. Instead of saying anything bad, I don't know what the circumstances were when you saw your previous dentist, but I can definitely tell you that our examination today shows the need for a crown and we need to get it taken care of as soon as possible. So that's a good one. Let's try another one. How about why did this tooth hurt until you need the filling? Oh, I love that one. I thought it didn't hurt until you did the filling. Now I can't sleep. I can't eat. I can't do anything because of you. It's all your fault, Doc. All your fault. So, um, wow. The best strategy is to avoid this altogether by preempting it before you do any procedure, any procedure. I don't care if it's flicking off a piece of calculus. Manage the patient's expectations. Let them know that after any procedure, there might be some discomfort. And if you feel it's necessary, if the situation calls for it and they can tolerate it, have them take some ibuprofen while they're still numb. I love this. So we're preventing it. We're letting the patient know, look, we're going to do this. It it's, might be a very small filling, but it's totally normal afterwards to have some sensitivity to cold just to feel a little bit of an ache there, whatever, totally normal. Of course, let me know, call me if you have any issues or questions. Here's my personal cell number, but it's totally normal to feel these things. So we're preempting the situation. The anesthetic wears off, the patient has some sensitivity. Instead of thinking, oh, it didn't hurt before, they're thinking, well, okay, this is totally normal, no problem. But if they do ask the question, how about something like this? You know, Jim, anytime you treat a part of the human body, whether it's a tooth, an arm, your nose, whatever. You stir up the nerve tissue and create a reaction that can be uncomfortable. Imagine if you had a mole on your arm and a dermatologist removed it. Well, it will be very sensitive afterwards. Same thing here. Most importantly, it's a perfectly normal response to the treatment you had. You know, I love examples like imagine if you had a mole on your arm because everybody relates to that kind of stuff. For some reason, people expect dentistry to be pain-free afterwards, but Anybody knows if you had a little minor surgery, like a mole or a zit or something removed, it's going to ache a little bit afterwards. So let's relate it to that, something everybody can understand. So again, preempt this, let them know before the procedure that they could expect some discomfort. And then if they have no discomfort, you're the hero. You're the greatest dentist ever. So that's a double good. You preempted it and they didn't even need that information. So that's super cool. But let's say this, anytime you treat any part of the human body, whether it's a tooth, an arm, your nose, whatever you stir up the nerve tissue and create a reaction which can be uncomfortable. Imagine if you had a mole removed from your arm and a dermatologist took it off, it will be very sensitive afterwards. Well, the same thing here, perfectly normal response to the treatment you had. Okay, now I've got a bunch of these. I call them the dirty dozen. Obviously, we're not gonna have time to do 12 on this podcast, but I'd love to send you what I might call the answers. So they're yours, no charge, of course. If you want the entire... 12 by 12 most frequently asked questions and some good answers that you can talk about at your team meetings and tell your patients. Just email info at matto.com with the word dozen in the subject line. Please give your name in the in the body and say that you want the dirty dozen answers. Again, it's info 
info at matter.com. Put the word dozen in the subject line. Or if you're a texter, great. Text the word dozen to 443-312-2014. And please be sure to put your name and email address in the text or else we can't send it to you. Um, because I just feel like, you know, we feel like we're spammers. If we do that, we want to know who you are. And we'd love to meet you. So again, text 443-312-2014. Put the word dozen in the body of the text along with your name and your email address. And we will get those out to you right away. Okay, boy, this is fun, but it's time for something that a lot of you think is even more fun, and that is our secret shopper calls. Um, so I, I kind of went back to the basics for this podcast. I love this question, and that is, do you do crowns and how much is a crown? And I love it because it's a simple question, but also just if you are a person answering the phone in your dental practice, you know, I know we're busy, we're frustrated by questions like how much is a crown? Some of us don't like to give fees and that's fine, whatever. But remember, this patient is calling because their perception is they need a crown. A patient's calling you, pretty much telling you they need a crown. So we should make every effort possible to get them, whatever your answer is to the question, however you want to do that, um, we should make every effort possible to get them on the appointment book. So let's see if that happens. You think it's going to happen? I don't know. I've got a bunch of calls for you. Let's just rip right through them. Here's our first one. How much is a crown? Good morning. Do you do crowns in your office? Yes, we do. Uh, and how much is a crown usually? Um, 800 and up. 800 and up. Oh, so what would make it more than 800? Um, depends on uh, the evolution of the doctor, if you need a post in that too. Depends if you need a post in that too. Is that what you said? Yeah, some, some, um, yeah, some tooth they need a post to hold the crown, so that would be a different price. Ah, gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. You're welcome, sir. Okay, bye. All right. Depends if you need a post. Well, what's a post? You know, whatever. I, you know, I don't know, man. Again, she made zero. That's the main thing. Whether you know, she gave the fee correctly, answered the post question, that was all kind of not great. But she could have redeemed herself by saying, why don't you come on in so the doctor can take a look. Didn't even come close to that. So let's, we got a bunch of calls today. So let's keep rocking. Let's try this one. Oh, hi, do you do crowns in your office? Do we do what, I'm sorry? Crowns, crowns. Crowns, yes, we do. Yeah, how much is a crown usually? Um, you would have to come in and see the doctor. Oh, wow. So you can't tell me over the phone? No, we're not allowed to get our prices. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much. No problem. Okay, bye. Wow. Now, if your policy is not to quote fees over the phone, okay, whatever. I'm not going to get into a debate about that, but she totally blew it. She said, and I love this, we're not allowed to give out prices. First of all, we're not allowed. It makes it sound like, you know, somebody's running a, uh, who, who knows what they're doing there. You know, we're like a strict, you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. So we're not, and then prices, no, they're fees. Prices you see in the grocery store. These are professional fees. But instead of saying we're not allowed to give prices over the phone, she should have said something like, well, some, it's really difficult to tell because you need a proper examination to see exactly what kind of crown it is. I'll tell you what, why don't you come on in? The doctor can take a look. And that way we can give you an accurate fee. So, you know, in this office, they're not quoting fees over the phone, whatever. 
that's fine, but let's use that to our advantage to get the patient in for a free look-see or whatever you want to call it. Horrible way to end it. And so for so many reasons, we're not allowed to give prices over the phone. Ooh, I did not like that. All right, let's move on. Before we do the next call, and we've got a few more, I want to remind you, Orlando, April 29th, I'll be there presenting Six Steps to Total Practice Success. It's a full-day seminar. It's incredibly inexpensive because we want every doctor and team member to be there. Go to matto.com slash live for more information. Okay, let's do another call. For quality assurance, thank you for calling. Please press 1 to continue. Thank you for calling. Please press one. Double. Okay, you might as well pick it up. Come on now. Okay, I'm about to hang up. Four rings, two voicemails. This office is not going to help you. Uh, yes. Do you do crowns there? Yes, we do. And how much is a crown usually? Around eight ninety five. Right around eight ninety five. Mm. Yes. Okay. Could it ever be more than that? You think, or is that pretty typical? Um, if it's a regular crown, it depends if you want porcelain with porcelain. If I want porcelain with porcelain. Yes. Yeah, so it depends the material. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit more expensive. Ah, okay. What are the other materials? They have metal. Metal with porcelain. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, bye. -bye. bye. Beautiful. Okay, first of all, two um, voice menu things, then picked it up in four and a half rings. Um, And then could you hear there's like a whole cacophony going on in the background there. You can hear a bunch of people talking, just very annoying. Then what the hell is she talking about? If you want porcelain with porcelain, I don't know what she's talking about. And then zero attempt to get me to come in. And no, I am not cherry picking calls here. I just made all these calls in a row. Boom, 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 boom. This is so much fun. Let's do another one. Uh Hi, do you do the crowns at your office? We do do crowns. Uh And how much is a crown usually? Um, about $1,166.01. And one cent? Mm-hmm. So it's right around $1,166.01. Yes. Where'd the one cent thing come from? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> why did that call in so abruptly? I'll tell you why. Because when I questioned where the 1166.01 thing came from, she hung up on me. What is going on in dental offices in the U.S.? This is just amazing. I mean, I don't know what the hell is going on. The crown is $1,166.01. And then I just commented and she hung up. Oh, you go, wow, this is just, uh, uh, this is, I, I love this question. It just, it brings out the best in all of us, doesn't it? Okay, one more call. One more call. Do you think it's going to happen on this call? Let's see. Let's see. We're about to find out. Can help you. Uh, hi, do you do crowns there? We do. How much is a crown? Well, just depending on insurance. Do you have any insur- uh, insurance or would it be self-pay? Um, I have I have insurance. I don't have dental insurance. I have other kinds of insurance. So no, no dental insurance. So you be right. self-pay. 
Sure. Right. So what we do is we would get you in for an office visit and some x-rays, take a look, do a diagnose, and then go from there. Have you had your teeth cleaned in the past six months? Uh, it's probably been about eight or nine months. Okay. Um, so you're due for your hygiene. What we need to do is really get you in on the hygiene side first, um, get your teeth clean, um, take some x-rays, and then the doctor will come in and do a full exam on you. Mm, I see. I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much for that. Yeah. Do you want to schedule an appointment with us? Um, I'll tell you, I'm not quite ready right at this minute, but I will absolutely let you know. Right. Okay. Just give us a call, okay? Thank you so much. You're welcome. Nope. Bye. Yay! She said, do you want to schedule an appointment with us? Now, I'm not saying that call was perfect. We could really critique it and, and kind of, um, you know, nitpick and come up with a lot of things that she didn't do correctly. But boy, in general, she was friendly, kind, welcoming, um, suggested that I come in for an exam and cleaning, which I thought was great. And then offered to, she asked me if I wanted to come in. She didn't give two good choices. She didn't get my contact information. Um, but who cares? 20 times better than the rest of these calls. So I'm going to say we finally have a pass. I'm not saying an A+, plus, but I'm definitely going to give her a pass. All right, that was a lot of calls for today. A lot of info. I hope you enjoyed today. I don't want to end it abruptly like that 1166 in one cent. Um, but I know I've had you on here a while, and I really appreciate you listening to the Dental Practice Fixers. Tell your friends. Go online and give us a good rating. Come to Orlando, as our my good friend Renee Ganam used to say, come to Florida, matter.com slash live. Check out stacks for your credit card processing at matter.com slash save. And I'm Dr. Richard Matto, co-founder of the Matter Center for Dental Practice Success. And I really hope to speak with you soon. Bye now.